0: Hello, Charlie Gladstone here, and welcome back to my Love in the Time of Coronavirus special series, which is part of my Some Good Mavericks podcast. Um, thank you very much indeed for joining me, and um, thanks also for joining me in such large numbers. Actually, these see, this series has been some of the most listened to podcasts that I've done, which is wonderful. This is edition nine. I don't think I imagined that I'd get there in... 10 days, which is all it's taken, but um, that's lovely. And I hope this is offering you some amusement and engagement and comfort during these strange times. As you may know, if you've listened to this before, I'm calling it a slow cast or a slow pod because it's very little other than me and some of my friends and guests ruminating on three very simple questions that I have sent out to a number of people. Those questions are, where are you and who are you with? What good do you think will come out of this mess? And please tell me something really good you've discovered or found again or started doing during the lockdown. Anyway, I've had loads of answers. I am very grateful to you for listening in such large numbers. First today is Matt Blees, the artist and illustrator. If you don't already follow Matt then you can do so on Instagram at Matt Blease, M-A-T-T-B-L-E-A-S-E, where he entertains his 127,000 or so followers with amazing topical daily illustrations. He's also produced the official Lockdown Matt Blease colouring book, which you can download and print at home from his um Instagram page. Matt illustrated Caroline and my book, The Family Guide to the Great Outdoors, which was published by Random House in 2012, I think. And he's done a lot of other work for us, a load of work with peddlers. And he also illustrated my talk, which I did at the Do Lectures about two or three years ago now. Anyway, um, we're possibly working together on a new project and he very generously took some time out to answer my questions. So here is Matt.
1: I am currently in Hamwoods, which is um, a special little woodland that banks onto our estate where we live in southwest London in Richmond. Um, yes, yeah, so I've just stepped out of our flat. Um, it's breakfast time, so about 730 pretty chaotic in our flat at the moment so I thought I'd step out here and apart from being interrupted by what's that a motorbike and um maybe a few dog walkers um I am very much on my own at the moment but during um lockdown I've been with um my wife Anna and our daughter Roma who turned 19 months yesterday an alternate universe though we would be um sitting in a hot tub in uh, Joshua Tree with our friends Joey and Sarah because we were um, meant to be on a trip like a dream holiday road trip um, down the west coast from America from San Francisco down to LA taking in like Yosemite and just just really just just living it and enjoying it and um, yeah so we would have been there we are there in an alternate universe I kind of I believe that um, and yes yeah, the the whole lockdown thing um, happened when we were over there um, so on day two um, we had to make plans to come back, it took us about a week to eventually get a flight sorted um, but we did make it back and uh, all made it back home safely and it kind of makes you realise there is nowhere like home and home is a very special place to be and we're kind of very privileged to have a home that we love. So, what good will come out of this? Um, hang on, I can hear a woodpecker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my way towards the woodpecker, just for some sonic audio vibes. Um, so, what good will come out of this? I think, on a personal level, I think that um, we've had a moment where we can really get our get on top of things that we wanted to get sorted in the flat um we've managed to um finally get Roma our daughter out of our room and into her own room which has been something that we've been you know trying to get on top of for so long like her her room had kind of become a bit of a store there you go flight path <laughs> um who is on that flight what is that flight where are they going hmm. um just pause and let this go yeah Roma's room had basically become a bit of a sort of dumping ground and um she'd been in a cot in our room but this this whole lockdown um time has given us um, a moment just to clear that all out um and it's been so amazing (laughs) for her to be back in her room and um, it's kind of changed everything. The whole dynamic of the flat is—it just feels so much bigger. Um, we're all happier. We're all sleeping better. Um, yeah, it's been—it's been really great. And I think that's probably true for many people. I think that, you know, all across the world, people are kind of, you know, getting on top of those jobs that have been hanging over them for a while. I think there's um, also been a bit of a sort of pause on the unnecessary. I know that um we've kind of you know a bit of a bad habit where you kind of start relying on things like delivery and um especially when you're kind of you know working lots and trying to you know fit in many things around um deadlines and families and bath time and you know all that sort of stuff and I think that um we've certainly kind of cut back on that and I think you know we're cooking more and we're kind of spending more time in the kitchen and thinking about what, you know, what we're eating more. And I think that must be happening for, for everyone as well. Um, I think there's also been a bit of a pause in the, the sort of noise of, um, of just stuff, you know, sort of not necessary con- consumerism. And, um, but I think that, you know, even on social media, there seems to be the less ads, less, you need this in your life. Um, less sort of maybe sponsored posts or like just you know those weird ads where you're kind of you know just looking through your timeline and something pops up and you think, How is how is that marketed towards me? Um there's less of that. Um for me anyway it seems to be. Um and I think it's just it's nice to have that um moment of just thinking um you know what what do you actually need? You know, you need food, you need shelter. You need your you know nearest and dearest next to you that's kind of that's it that is the important stuff um, yeah it's it's been been an interesting time and then I think you know I guess with families what's happened is with families and old friends I think there's been a huge moment of you know globally of sort of reconnection you know whether it's on zoom or you know whatever um, People are just talking more, people that you haven't spoken to for a long time. Um, kind of suddenly having that desire to sort of like touch base again and see what you know, see how they are. Um and yeah, it's that's kind of incredible that like everybody's feeling like they need to sort of reconnect. Um And maybe it's the fear that, you know, could be the last time you speak to them, or that how long is this gonna go on for? Um, I don't know, but Um, I think it's a really good thing and you know, will it, will it last after lockdown is lifted? Maybe. I mean, I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, almost feel more social now than I felt in months and months. I feel like I've got a busy schedule, um, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. So something really good that I've discovered. I guess I I guess I've rediscovered um, that you don't need to go very far to find the fun. I think that um I've been you know, I've started riding again in, in the woods that I'm in at the moment and just really just grinning from ear to ear. It's um it's been so good and you know, you kind of get in this sort of routine where, you know, I'd be cycling for, you know, an hour to get somewhere to then ride some trails in the woods somewhere. But this is on the doorstep and um, and there's something incredibly special about that. Um, And rediscovered this, this woods that, um, you know, even though I felt like I knew it really, really well, um, turns out I didn't. And there's lots of, you know, other little trails off trails that I've um, sort of discovered in the last week or so. It's been great.
0: Thanks very much indeed for that, Matt. Um, Now, as you will know if you've been following this series, I have been talking about long albums, about double albums. Double albums aren't really so much a thing anymore because the digital age has enabled people to record lots of music when they release an album or even a mixtape or whatever it's called now. But back in the days of vinyl, a double or treble album was a rare thing. And they often, of course, took quite a long time to get into because there were 16 or maybe even 20 tracks on those. And anyway, they were regarded as a specialty of their own. And I've been going through a number of those that I think are worth the engagement. So far, I've talked about Bitch's Brew and Hatful of Hollow, Sign of the Times, The Wall. Uh, ELO's masterpiece, Out of the Blue, um, and a number of others. And the one that I want to talk to about today is by the Aphex Twin. It is called Drugs. Um, In fact, it's um, not spelt as the word drugs is. It's spelt D-R-U-K-Q-S. Aphex Twin himself, Richard James he's called, actually says that the title has nothing at all to do with drugs. Um, In fact, he says, um, it's just a word that I made up. I never wanted to big up any drugs because I don't reckon that they deserve it. It is 20 tracks, I think, and um, it was released in 2001 um, after James left an MP3 player with 280 something of his unreleased tracks on an airplane while he was traveling to Scotland. And he thought um, that someone would probably get hold of that. And as he said at the time, I thought they're gonna fucking come out on the internet sooner or later. So I may as well get an album out of it first. So he released this um, album. Now, it's it's many of the tracks are written in Cornish um, and some have got made up words and it's an incredibly confusing album. And I've got to be honest to say that to begin with, I just thought it was complete and utter pretentious nonsense. But slowly but surely, it has grown on me and I now recognise it as a complete masterpiece. One of the things that's that's really interesting about Richard James's work is that he makes music that is at once absolutely beautiful and engaging and quite traditional, and yet radically out there. And he'll juxtapose some massive kind of Um, noise with beautiful, almost conventional, classical music. Anyway, I think that Drugs is well worth um, the time. I think it's one of the finest double albums ever made. And um, I'll play one of my favourite tracks from it for you at the end of this. Next up today, we have Alex Beck. Um, Alex is the managing director at the Hudson Beck Group, which sounds like a sort of um, a um a bank or something but in fact they along with his um friend will hudson they run the um creative businesses it's nice that anyways lecturing progress and if you could jobs now i know from personal experience that um alex beck is highly regarded in this industry i know him not very well but I know from a number of my children and their friends who have worked with him that he is an exemplary employer and I take off my hat to him for his kindness and his consistency. It's nice that he's held in extremely high regard across the creative industries, as indeed is Anyways Creative. Anyway, um, enough of my preamble. Here is Alex giving me his answers to my questions.
2: This is Alex Beck. I'm the director of the Hudson Beck Group, which is a group of companies um, existing to enable creativity to thrive. I am in my bedroom in Haringey, on my own for a change as my daughter naps and my wife spends some time on her own downstairs, away from being cooped in in the house in lockdown. Um, I think some real good will come of the madness that's happening at the moment and in particular I hope that there are some new metrics set for what good really is you know i hope the world won't all be about pace and growth and simply finances um really at any cost and i feel like the current situation will make us um consider what is most important to us all so that's the good i'm hoping comes from it i have discovered joe wicks on lockdown um in particular doing workouts and exercise with my wife again which has been amazing um and alongside that, I guess I've rediscovered being um, around a bit more for breakfast rather than commuting to some meeting somewhere in London. So that has been a real joy, kind of getting to know what my daughter won't eat again. I guess that's wearing off already, actually. Um And if I have anything um, to promote or to point people to um, in times of challenge... Um, It's always good to see inspiration and advice. And we've been working on a a platform called Lecture in Progress for the last three years, which helps um, young people take their first steps into the creative industry in their careers and find out what brilliant careers exist out there and even mystify the world of work in the creative industry. So if you're interested in looking for a career in the creative industry, that's what we're trying to do. Um, And you can find that at www.lectureinprogress.com. Um, and yeah that's it stay safe thanks
0: thank you very much indeed for that alex right next up today we have will rolf now a number of you who have come to the good life experience may well know of will rolf who under the name of Twofield Sacross sacros makes amazing olive oil will's a young guy and he and his brother are focused on reconnecting an old craft to nature. They bought a couple of fields in rural Crete and they have started to make small batch olive oil. It is quite the most fantastic olive oil. It really is wonderful and they have just produced batch two you can follow them on Instagram at Cross. that's Z-A-K-R-O-S, and I highly recommend that you try their olive oil. You can also find uh, a lovely article by him and his brother on our new website, Some Good Ideas. You can follow that on Instagram, at Some Good and then there's an underscore at the end. Anyway, here is what Will had to say.
3: So I'm in Dorset with my parents and my sister and it's actually really nice because my sister came home a while ago and it's the first time that we've been living all under the same roof in a while. So it's been funny, we've had some ups and downs but it's been really nice. Um, My family are a little bit scattered at the moment, Um, specifically my brother Harry and his wife Eleni live in Crete with Um, with her family and they've just had a baby girl so I'm very excited for the moment that we get to meet and I get to meet my my little niece so that'll be a special moment and what good will come of this I think that there is good to come of this even though it's hard to imagine right now and I think that's because especially in my lifetime, we've never had such a tactile sense of being connected across the world. We are all connected, and and that's a fact, and I think we can forget that, especially when we're busying in our own lives. Um, And so whether it's learning about the community around us or slightly wider than that, our neighbourhood, our village, our family, whether it's um, learning how to be connected on a global level, I think understanding how connected we are is really important. And I think that because we all have challenges that we need to deal with collectively. One of those being is the climate emergency. This is something that affects us all. And I think this pandemic will, there'll be a lot of lessons learned on how we communicate and coordinate as a global community. And I think also the fact that we're going to really have a shared, or we have a shared compassion um, throughout this, a shared experience. So my hope is that in the future, we'll be able to um, collectively face challenges together in a better way. The other thing I think is, although this is, cracks have been evident for a while, I think this is really... Uh, Is shining the light on some cracks in our system. And I think it's important to ask questions about that. Um, I think we all have a duty to do that. Our system can, or the system we live in, can kind of seem so fixed and rigid, but maybe that's not the case. I think we need to ask important questions like whether we want to operate in this system, who this system rewards or what it rewards, who it looks after, and who we value the most in society. Um, I think we need to ask ourselves our role within this all and how and how we do what we do and so from that point to the first point, I think this is just going to really emphasize how connected we are, and there 's power in knowing that there 's power in understanding that collectively we can make a change and there 's also power in seeing all these amazing people all across the globe standing up. And fighting something together. So I think there is positive to come of it. But there's positive to come of it if we act. Um, so I think we need to, to take this moment and we need to implement change from it. And what have I been doing or what have I rediscovered? Uh, I've been running more and I've been reading more. Both have been really enjoyable I think I've enjoyed them because I've done them without any expectation and just like zero pressure so it's been it's brought a lot of peace and calmness and I think even more than the action the approach in how I'm doing them is really important so I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to try and do more things without any pressure and without any expectation because it's been really nice.
0: Thanks very much indeed for that Will. Um As some of you who've been regular listeners to this series may uh, know, I've been recommending a number of books that um, I've enjoyed in the last year. Um, I probably read a novel every sort of week to 10 days and generally they tend to be, you know, reasonably obscure novels. I love picking up books in bookshops. But um, this time I have three to recommend, three novels to recommend. I've just finished Howard Jacobson's Live a Little, which is an unbelievably wonderful and funny meditation on old age and, um, uh, and, 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 and dementia. Now, that sounds depressing, but it isn't actually depressing in any way at all. As Jonathan Safran Fur says on the back of this book, Jacobson is a real giant, a great, great writer. Um, I completely agree with that. Now, another book that I read last year is called In Our Mad and Furious City by Guy Gunaratne. That's G-U-N-A-R-A-T-N-E. It's about life in a housing estate in London and it is a really tender, captivating and revealing novel about life on the margins of society Um, i think it was long listed for the booker prize and it definitely deserves it but i haven't come across many people who have read it and i i just loved it i thought it was brilliant and then the third novel for today is by a chap called tom barbash and it's called the dakota winters and it is a wonderful story about the dakota building and a family that live in the dakota building called the winters in New York and that befriend John Lennon. And it mixes fact with fiction or supposition with fiction. It's it's a literary novel, but it's incredibly engaging and very simple and very wonderful, and I highly recommend that. And then my final recommendation for today, which is not a novel, but um, I think that anyone who's remotely interested in trees should read called the hidden life of trees by peter woolaben i think he's pronounced it's w-o-h-l-l-e-b-e-n it has done very well and um deservedly so do do give that a look it's really fantastic the hidden life of trees anyway we are nearing the end of today's edition finally as a number of you may know we recently had a granddaughter amazing i mean course I know I don't look old enough to be a grandfather but I am a grandfather. Our son Jack who's 30 and his wife Rahan had a baby during the lockdown in East London and we have yet to meet our beautiful granddaughter although thanks to the wonders of technology we have regular conversations over video stuff I mean Zoom or whatever and so we do know very much what she looks like. It's obviously a strange time to have had a child and we've had a reference there from Will about his brother's child being born and in yesterday's edition Helen Mark talked about her own child being born. Anyway I asked Ray if she would record some feelings and she didn't get very far on account of her daughter's demands but I thought you'd enjoy just hearing this contribution from my daughter-in-law Ray.
2: Hey Charlie, it's Ray. I'm recording this, um, sitting in the living room in our flat in London. Um, I'm here with Jack, who is your son, but also my husband. And in the background, well, (laughs) making some noise right here, I've got Afra Isla Wren, who is our wonderful, beautiful baby daughter, Afra, um, who is four weeks old and (laughs) she's wonderful, but she's making some noise right now
1: you're gonna you gonna let me talk i'm not sure give me one sec
0: that is it for today thank you very much as promised i want to play out with one tune from the Aphex twins amazing 2001 double album drugs this is avril the 14th okay i will see you very soon probably tomorrow lots of love thanks bye